Tonight, highlights from some of the Rebels' best election coverage in 2019. It's January 1st, and this is The Ezra LeVant Show. Why should others go to jail Why? when you're a biggest carbon consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why I publish it is because it's my bloody right to do so. The election was just called in Alberta. Wild Rose Country heads to the polls April 16th, 2019. It's going to be a tough, dirty battle, the sleaziness of which I don't think we've ever really seen before in Alberta politics. I am optimistic, but first we need to stop Notley. We need to stop her attacks on our education system. We need to stop her name calling and belittling of normal people. We need to stop her attacks on our energy sector. We need to stop her tax and spend ways. We need to stop her attacks on who and what Alberta is. And we cannot trust the mainstream media to give an accurate record of the destruction that has transpired in Alberta under Rachel Notley's watch these past four years. The thousands upon thousands of job losses, the bankruptcies, the billions and billions in investment dollars that have fled for greener pastures, the repossessions, the broken families, all the sucking up to Trudeau. And I know that we can't trust them because the mainstream media didn't tell you the truth about Notley and her gang of destroyers back in 2015. That's why I wrote my best-selling book, The Destroyers, documenting who and what the NDP are. And in that book, I accurately predicted the destruction that was to come. So I'm excited to tell you that I've written another book. It's called Stop Notley. It's not a long book. 25,000 words. It's an easy, sometimes fun, sometimes sad read, but it's an important read, jam-packed with all the facts you need. It's 25,000 words most Albertans have never heard before because the mainstream media hasn't really covered Rachel Notley's true scandals. And because I wanted this book in the hands of as many Albertans as possible before the election is done, because Albertans deserve the information the mainstream media is unwilling to give them. We have priced the book very affordably, just $4.99 for the ebook version and just $9.99 for a paperback. I think this will be my third bestseller after The Destroyers and The Case Against David Suzuki. Why? Because I think people are really hungry for the truth. They want the other side of the story. Now, to get your copy of the book today, it's easy. Go to stopnotly.com, but you can do something else to help us spread the word of this very important new book. You know that at The Rebel, we are proudly independent. I don't have a big corporate sponsor or a deep-pocketed backer, so my marketing campaign for the book really relies on you and your help, like everything else we do around here, to be honest with you. You can get a bright orange book lawn sign that is emblazoned with stopnotly.com on it to let people know about the book and how they can get it. Now I'll show you what Ford said and I'll let you be the judge for yourself if she's a white supremacist. Now for context, she was talking about terror attacks here. She said, when the perpetrator is an Islamist, the denunciations are intermingled 
with breathless assurances that they do not represent Islam and that Islam is a religion of peace, etc. Then she said, when the terrorists are white supremacists, that kind of soul-searching or attempts to understand the sources of their radicalization or their perverse moral reasoning is beyond the pale. She also said, I'm somehow saddened by the demographic replacement of white peoples in their homelands. It's clear that it will not be a peaceful transition. Ford immediately resigned, saying that she didn't want to become a distraction in the campaign, and the NDP, they claimed their very first head of the campaign. When Rachel Notley then was asked about Ford at her campaign kickoff, this is what Notley said here. Like all Albertans, I was utterly shocked to uh, hear of the comments um, that uh, that candidate, who was of course a star candidate for the UCP, uh, made. Uh, and let me just say this, I personally do not believe that uh, Jason Kenney is racist. But I do believe that the UCP as a party has a problem with racism. You know, at least Hillary Clinton waited until her campaign was nearly over before she nuked it and called Trump supporters and conservatives unwarranted names. Notley did it on day one. Bold strategy, lady. My Calgary-based colleague Kian Vexi and I have also been touring around the province a little bit, delivering some of our beautiful orange stopnotley.com yard signs to promote the book. We even paid Elections Alberta a little bit of a visit with our signs too and to cap off a very exciting seven days. I have a big secret to unveil today. Today is the day that my big beautiful Stop Notley billboard went up along the side of Highway 2 south of Leduc to promote my new book and the billboard is authorized by me and I'm so excited because the billboard behind me will get 1.3 million impressions every single month. Kian and I have been having so much fun with this provincial election and promoting my new book that it really should be illegal. And I am sure some busybody, crybaby, NDP activist tattletale would think it should be illegal too. I predict. Within the next 24 to 36 hours, some book-burning censor will call my new acquaintances at the Elections Commissioner and at Elections Alberta to report my billboard, my marketing campaign for my new book as some sort of breach of elections law. Now, I just want to make a quick observation while we're talking about the mailers. The endorsements from the firefighters and now the NDP signage, they were once orange, but they're all weirdly blue these days, almost just like the United Conservative Party signs, just a little lighter shade of blue. This is a pretty transparent admission by the NDP of just how toxic the NDP brand really is these days, even to their own supporters. Looks like the best the NDP are hoping for is confusing people into voting for them because people actually choosing to vote for them just seems so darn unlikely. When I went up to Edmonton to cover the GSA rally, David Egan happened to be there. GSAs were under his purview as Minister of Education, and I wanted to ask him if he felt responsible for the damage that he has done to Alberta throughout his time as an NDP minister. Minister Egan, do you feel responsible for making an entire generation... Not doing any interviews do you work for him? So are you partly responsible for the 40% of grade 9 students who failed math? 
Minister Egan, can you tell me why you posed next to a bunch of children flagging the ISIS symbol? Maybe next step, next election, you could work on disability stuff. Yes, yes, well, absolutely. Please. You betcha, absolutely. Good luck with that. Can you tell me why one of your staffers just tried to lift my camera off my shoulder? Do you feel at all responsible for the 40% of grade 9 math students who failed under your watch? I told you he doesn't have a comment today. He was just here for the students. Did you enjoy the billboard on the side of Highway 2? Now, even though his thugs tried to keep me away from him by surrounding him and letting him get away, and even a staff member tried to make sure that I knew he wasn't going to be answering any questions, even though he was in a public space and he would have gladly answered any questions from Global News or CBC. Instead, he just ignored me and walked away. Hi, Anne. Hi. Would you mind if I asked you a quick question? My name is Kian. I'm with the Rebel. Oh no, I'm not talking to the Rebel. I'm wondering if you can tell I'm me, do you do you regret running as a communist? I'm not talking to the Rebel. So you don't regret running as a communist? I'm not talking to the Rebel. Can you tell me why you ran as a communist? I'm not talking to the Rebel. Do you think that the residents of Calgary Varsity know that you're a communist? I'm not talking to the Rebel. Do you think it should be treasonous to run as a communist during the Cold War? I think that you should be registered as a third party because you're not an actual media outlet, mm -hmm. so I'm not talking to you. So you don't want to tell the residents of Calgary Varsity why you ran as a communist candidate? I'm not talking to the rebel. The rebel you, is not an, a media organization. I'm not allowed to ask you questions. Not on, not on a public, not on a sidewalk when I've told you I'm not talking to you. This is harassment. It's not harassment. You're harassment. a public figure and a communist this who wants to represent Albertans. This is harassment. It's not harassment. It's reasonable questions. I just want why to know why you're a communist. No, I'm just going to call the police. You're calling the police because I'm asking you why you're a communist. Because you're harassing me on the sidewalk. You can go to your Hi, car, you can leave. Police, please. Uh, we got a call yeah. from Anne McGrath. Yeah. Just one, we got her side story, just trying to get your side story. Yeah, so I got in my car, I came onto the sidewalk, it's all on tape, and I started asking her questions. She was actually a communist uh, candidate back in the 1900s during the Cold War, and I thought that I could ask her some questions about about her candidacy. She's running in the election, as you know. Uh, and then she said I was harassing her and called you. It was an interaction that was less than five minutes, I would imagine. I didn't follow her anywhere. I didn't leave this place. So is it a crime to ask politicians questions? Oh, no, no, we just said we, we come talk to you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I appreciate, right? no, I appreciate no. you guys um, following up. Based on the, even the information that she's told us, there's nothing criminal. criminal. Um, I mean, we, we've only we've got talk to her, talk to you, right? We're just trying to figure out what's going on here. Yeah, okay. for That's sure. All. Um, I mean, obviously, if you are following her, right, it could potentially be construed as harassment. Potentially. I'm just saying, yeah. right? I'm not Understood. charging yeah. arresting anything like that today, right? And I'm going to ask her a few questions. I'm going to see if she regrets being a communist. I'm going to see, see if she regrets calling the secret police on a reporter. And I'm going to see what the everyday Calgary Varsity resident thinks about having a communist candidate running for the NDP. And you are the 1%. You really are the 1%. $200,000 in a year, Rachel Notley gave you. Do you feel like you should redistribute that to the proletariat? I want to acknowledge also uh, something that's come up about, uh, about my youth. Um, and I want to uh, assure you that I am not a Four decades ago, when I was a young student, I was a member, and I deeply regret that. 
It was a mistake, and I'm very sorry. I will say that both Jason Kenney and the Communist Party agree and have publicly stated that I am definitely not a communist. <laughs> Anne, do you think that the residents of Calgary Varsity accept your apology? Anne. Anne, do you think that the residents of Calgary Varsity accept your apology? Well, we made some progress today. I frankly can't believe it that Anne McGrath actually apologized for running as a communist candidate. I don't think that she would have been driven to apologize if it wasn't for the rebels' coverage on her. Uh, I, I don't also think that the residents of Calgary Varsity are ready to accept that apology. It remains to be seen. As you can see right behind me, the billboard is here. It's in Calgary. Uh, it was a quick turnaround. And we're just down the road from Anne McGrath's campaign office. You can see it right there. Uh, we're going to drive this bad boy around Anne McGrath's constituency to make sure that her constituents know uh, that Anne McGrath in 1984 deemed it a good idea to run under the ideology of Stalin Marx and Chairman Mao. Uh, she's tried to censor us at every turn, but she can't censor this. I'm very excited. Let's hop into the uh, truck and start driving. standing outside of a house in Calgary that has been vandalized uh, because it has a stop nollie sign. It's not just a house actually, it's a daycare for children run by a Filipino immigrant. And as you can see behind me, it says racist on a fence behind me, it says Nazi. I couldn't believe it, someone just texted me a picture of it actually as a uh, bus drove by. I can't believe it, it's election day in Alberta. You'd think Rachel Notley would have better things to do, but she's still trying to get her vengeance on the rebel. Voters are going to throw Notley and her NDP destroyers out of office today, but Notley's hand-picked election staff have just filed a flurry of new complaints against us at the Rebel and against me personally. Um, I'm holding them in my hands right now. It's so bizarre. None of it makes sense. It's also obviously illegal, but they're doing it anyways. And here's the thing. Unlike Notley, they're permanent bureaucrats. So. Until Jason Kenney actually fires them, they will still be working away within the government of Alberta even after today's election. It's so bizarre. Let me give you just one quick example. I mean, they've been peppering us with crazy letters, but I'm going to show you just one, okay? Remember back in January I showed you this letter from Notley's hand-picked elections commissioner, a highly partisan activist named Lauren Gibson? He put us uh, at the Rebel on trial without even letting us know he convicted us in secret and told us about it afterwards uh, in this letter. But look at that first sentence there back in January. I write in relation to an investigation undertaken by my office regarding a complaint from Elections Alberta. So Elections Alberta are the folks who run the elections and this guy, the elections commissioner, is the guy who just convicted us in a, in a secret trial. Uh, and they were talking about this billboard that we had put up last year. Well, as you might remember, we asked for a copy of the complaint that we were convicted for and, and we still haven't received it. So that was back in January, right? Well, well, look what, look what I got in the mail. Now it's dated March 18th, but obviously that was backdated since I didn't receive it till just a few days ago um, about that billboard that we had up last year. 
that the elections commissioner said this complaint was the basis for their secret trial in January, but I just got this. I just got now. So how can you file a complaint after a trial is over? When, when the trial was supposed to be based on this, and why did the elections commissioner, I showed you, he said he had this complaint back then. He, he, he was lying. What's, what's going on over there? You don't convict someone and then file the complaint about them, but what happened right before the letter was sent? Oh, nothing, nothing. Just Sheila Gunn Reed's new book called Stop Notley was released on Amazon and became an instant national bestseller. Funny how the timing works. Right after that is when this letter was sent. Well, there's a lot of excitement. What do you think they're referring to? Is there a particular result that has come through? It looks like, it sounds like Jason Kenney is, is up, appearing here. We're not sure. Yeah. Uh, everyone's yeah, it looks like on Jason Kenney is coming in. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm hearing in my ear. I'm sorry. I'm getting a message from our decision desk. And yes, Jason Kenney is still the premier of Alberta and Rachel Notley is not. David Menzies for the Rebel News here in Whitby, Ontario. Well, folks, I'm outside the Ability Centre. This is the venue for a press conference uh, that's going to take place, uh, headed up by the Conservative Party leader, Andrew Scheer. I have no idea what he's going to announce as part of uh, his party's platform. Hopefully it's going to be a big announcement. It is exactly three weeks before the federal election on October 21st. And um, hey, let's put it this way. Uh, if the polls are correct, this is a neck and neck horse race. Clearly, Andrew Scheer has to break through. He has to get some good vibrations going. So I'm going to go into the uh, press conference and find out what the leader has to say today. This is not a public event, and you are not accredited media, so we're going to ask you to leave, please. How do you get to be accredited media? Uh, you need to be accredited by the campaign. You are not accredited media, so we're going to ask you to leave, please. And why is that? Uh, you are not accredited media. This is a private event. We are going to ask you to leave, please. Well, you keep saying that, but why am no, I I'm not, not doing an interview right media. here right now. You can get in touch with our press well, office. Well, that's what I was invited for. You, so you were like... actually not invited. You are not accredited okay, media. We're going to ask you to leave. You can get in touch with the press office and uh, get learn more about our Is this the Andrew Shear event or the Justin Trudeau event? Uh, Mr. Menzies, I'm going to ask yeah. you to leave, please. You're not accredited. What is he announcing that you don't want? Who are you, by the way? I'm uh, with the campaign. You're welcome to step outside here. I'll well. stay here. I'm, I'm okay. with the RCMP. It's a private event. Please walk. Sir, please walk. It's a private Excuse event. Excuse me. Don't, don't shove me, all right? I'm not shoving you. I'm okay. asking you to I'm leave. I'm asking you how you get accredited, walking. okay? Well, yeah. that's the same problem I have. It was a public event, and they're saying no. Oh, they won't allow you in here, No. So. And um, why is that? Well, because I want to ask some questions from Andrew Shear, and they keep on saying, no, you can come. Mm. Okay. Completely wrong. Completely wrong. And this is a public event. It should be a public event. I see on the TV all the time people saying they can set up and ask questions. Mm. And here they're saying, I can't even enter the damn thing. Sir, sir, sir. Let's just cooperate. I thought you were calling the police. We are. We are. We are. We'll meet them outside. Okay. Yeah, all right then. You were asked nicely to So this is, this is free speech in Canada right now, But right? you're not no, welcome in this private How about my brothers in the media? Would you, are you going to stand up for this, or uh, is there going to be some uh, solidarity? Yes, I'm three times the lady. Huh? He doesn't want him is this, I, I didn't know this was a Trudeau president. I thought it was a conservative president. Okay. Sir, you're, you're is there anyone going to be in solidarity with me? Any of you? 
when I have the room police to come in. No, okay. just wait for the room police to come in. All right. I hope whatever Mr. Shear's announcement is, it isn't going to get eclipsed by the sidebar story of all the media covering this uh, physical removal of a journalist. I really hope so. Hi. Can we have a chat? Pardon me? Can I talk to you, please? Absolutely. I'm right here, sir. But I want to remain here because I'm going to try to ask Mr. Shear directly why, you know, the muscle is uh, strong-arming us out of a, a, a press event. Okay. Can we maybe just have a, a little... I'll, I'll stay right here because I don't want to miss him. So, um, this is a private event. Okay. It's been hosted here at the Ability Center. Okay. And um, the building is ours and so uh, if you're not a member I have to respectfully ask but I am a member of the media sir that, no sorry a member of the ability center oh okay well I see dozens of media members right behind that yes the they are there by invitation it's their okay. event they get to choose who uh, is present there this is the ability center and for security reasons I have to ask you respectfully security reasons yes you don't have I am a, a security threat you are not a security threat that I'm aware of <laughs> okay we have strict protocols that this uh, premises is um, for members only or invited guests uh, when we host an event. So uh, we're not even hosting, actually, we are renting the space. Well, there's only, you get one option. There are two options. You either you leave by yourself or we'll have to call the Durham police to ask to escort you out. Well, if you feel you want to do that, sir, you know, and somehow I, I'm, I'm a criminal, somehow I'm a security threat that you would call the real police to throw me out. I mean, why is that? And I'm sorry, who, who are you in? I, I'm the security lead for the Conservatives. Okay, then. And you're not welcome to the event here. And, uh, Can I ask you why, sir? No, I have. I cannot indulge or get into anything any further than what I just told you. You're just not okay. welcome to the event. Do you know what the reason is? No, I have no idea. Okay, then. So, uh, basically, I, that's... Sir, that's why. I'm going to leave from this yeah, place. The place yeah. Now you're going to have uh, to leave. Well, you know, it's... Sir. Okay. Sir. So... I had requested that you leave. You you brought me right to the room, sir. I did. Yes. Because I thought you were an invited guest. Okay. So well, I am a I, member of the media. I understand. But yeah. I have to again, please respectfully ask that you leave because if you don't, these people will have to escort you from our building. You know, I don't know if I'm in Canada right now or North Korea. Okay. You know, and it's I've no been, offense I've to you officers here, but I mean, you, you have. I, I agree. And but I, but you won't answer my, my question. You leave you know, no choice. You know, my my grandfather fought five years in the Second World War to okay. preserve our freedoms, man. Can you just come with us? All right then. Okay. If I don't, you're going to arrest me. Is that how well, it works? I can charge you. So. All right then. Well, that sure didn't go as planned. In fact, I'm in a state of shock, folks. Andrew Shear and his conservative lackeys actually called the police on me and had me removed from a public venue. And as you can see in the back, uh, there is the Team Shear big blue bus. Uh, I'm not allowed to even go in the parking lot. I'll be charged with trespass. That's what the, the police had told me. So I'm on a public sidewalk about 120 meters away from the bus. I'm going to see if I can shout out some questions to Andrew Shear, see if he'll have the intestinal fortitude to answer them. Uh, some of the questions I think should be, um, when did he start taking uh, censorship lessons from Justin Trudeau? And why is it that the, the likes of the Toronto Star, the Globe and Mail, the CBC, the so-called mean girls of the media party, they're welcome to these events uh, with a red carpet, but a conservative leading journalist has the police frog march him out? 
And does he indeed believe in freedom of speech, freedom of the press, and freedom of expression? He says he does, but I would say that his actions indicate otherwise. In any event, I'm going to attempt to um, ask those questions to Mr. Sheard before he leaves Whitby. And um, assuming I don't get arrested, let's see what happens. I'm just I'm just trying to get a, uh, uh, move, sir. an answer. Move, Excuse me. Excuse me. Listen, I know I'm not part of Jerry Diaz's uniform union, but it'd be nice if uh, you gentlemen, lady, would be uh, give some uh, solidarity. Can I not talk to these uh, members of the press? Do, do we have freedom of press here? Do we or not? So uh, these are your tax dollars uh, hard at work, folks. Um, the RCMP being used to um, shut down uh, the practice of journalism, at least to those journalists uh, who have the temerity to ask impolite questions. So I guess the uh, thought police, if you will, has been called in. Again, I'm not, I'm not going to criticize the uh, Durham Regional Police here. They're just acting on, um, I presume, 911 calls from the Conservative Party. So. Um, they're mulling it over, I guess, right now to find out um, what they're going to charge me with. I overheard uh, obstruction of justice. Gee, that that, that kind of sounds SNC Lavalin like, doesn't it, folks? And um, I'll continue uh, dispatching here at the Ability Center in Whitby, where I am only trying to do my job, which is practicing journalism. Honors graduate in broadcasting. Oh, Thank wow. you. Yeah. You look it up. Look so it up. Cool. Wasn't J school. Look it up. You're a disgrace. Ask your mother what she thinks of you. Ask my mother what she thinks of me. My mother loves me. For now. Mike. You're a disgrace. Don't worry about it. And don't you dare talk about my mother. You're pathetic. Thank you. You're pathetic. I get paid for what I do. So do I. And you're pathetic. You're a disgrace. Okay. Mike is his name? Yeah, Mike Arcelides, CTV News, Ottawa. Ian Bexie with Rebel News here. You can see CTV behind me. Pathetic disgrace that they are. We were just at a uh, presser with Catherine McKenna. You have no credibility, thank you. Sorry, you want to interrupt my news? This isn't news, this isn't news, you're not news. Okay. You are fake news, thank oh, you. Oh, really? And yeah. what are you? You asked three very sympathetic questions to the government today. What is your message to those like this gentleman here and people who will never listen to what you're saying today? When you hear the President of the United States say what he said recently about why are they going after plastic straws? How difficult is it to combat the mudding of the waters when you have people advocating? When I speak to Conservative supporters, or at least those who claim to be, uh, they say the carbon tax has to go. When you talk to constituents, what are they saying about the carbon tax? Do they understand? what the carbon tax is and who initially came up with it. Uh, so residents of Ottawa Centre are, are supportive of our action on climate change, including a price on pollution. And to be clear, we put a price on pollution and we're giving the money back to people. My CTV colleague here brought we're up the president. Um, I, I know that you uh, yeah. have problems with us. I have no he problem. brought up the president. Uh, he said that he said something about plastic straws. I'll ask a tough question. The president said that he was surprised that Justin Trudeau, did you just say I'm an 18 year old? Keep going. Mm -hmm. 
Have you ever asked a critical question You're of a politician in your tree, life? Buddy. Have you ever asked a critical You're question? You're barking up the wrong tree. Thank you. I, I just want to know because you're, it Thank was you. the questions you asked Thank were pretty lapdog style. When you, next time when you show up to an event like this, pretty lapdog style questions. You wouldn't even you know asked, what a professional is. You asked is. three questions that were both very. No, no, you wouldn't even know what a professional is. So, oh, uh, what's your name? Got you. My name's Kian. What's Kian, your name? last name? What's what? your name? You watch me on TV. You I know really have no idea who you are. You're pathetic, and you're a disgrace. University of Calgary. Wow. Ooh. Keep them coming. You're antagonizing. Thank you. He called me an 18-year-old. Called me fake news. Said my mother doesn't like me. That's what CTV is. This Monday is the only English language debate that Justin Trudeau will participate in this election. But his hand-picked debate commission has banned our Rebel News reporters and other conservative media from even attending the debate. Our journalists, Kean Bexty and David Menzies, each applied. I personally wrote to the gatekeepers myself weeks ago, but only today, right before the weekend, and the debate itself is on Monday, did they have the courtesy to even write back, and they flatly refused us permission. Permission? It's a free country. That's all the permission we need. We don't need special permission to cover the only debate the Prime Minister deigns to participate in in English. It's our right. Understand what I mean here. We're not applying to be one of the debate moderators who were selected by Trudeau's hand-picked debate commission precisely because of their history of being soft on Trudeau. They're all left-leaning advocates, including the CBC's Rosemary Barton, seen here taking a selfie with Trudeau, and Althea Raj, seen here taking a selfie with Trudeau, and Chantal Hibert, who was the Trudeau scholar at the Trudeau Foundation, and now all these Trudeau advocates are going to grill Trudeau. Yeah, sure. Now, we know we'd never be allowed to actually ask Trudeau a question in the debate. We might ask something tough. But this ban means we won't even be allowed in the building at all. We won't even be allowed in the big holding room with hundreds of other reporters. We're banned, not by a political party, by the government, the government itself. That's illegal. And the excuse they gave? Well, you can see the one-line explanation offered by the government press gallery. It is our view that your organization is actively involved in advocacy. Well, hang on, what does that mean? That we have a point of view, but so do all the journalists on that panel. Keen and David do real reporting every day, and like I've told you before, these same gatekeepers personally approved journalists from Xinhua, the Chinese Communist Party's propaganda organ. They'll let anyone in unless you're a conservative. And the arrogance of them telling us we're advocates, they're Unifor journalists and members of other journalism unions who have literally set up partisan campaign groups, super PACs, registered with election candidate to campaign in support of Justin Trudeau. Oh, and they haven't done this just to us, they've done this to Andrew Lawton, also a young journalist from True North. They're, they're keeping out anyone who leans conservative. So, both True North and Rebel News have decided to seek an emergency court injunction on Monday morning to stop Trudeau's hand-picked debates commission from keeping us out of the building. We're going to court. I spoke at length with our lawyers today. They're going to work all weekend to get ready. The emergency application is on Monday in federal court in Toronto. You're welcome to attend. I'll be there personally, as will more of our team. I'd appreciate the moral support, but I actually need your help 
in order to get this law firm to go on an emergency basis to work all weekend, I had to send them a retainer of $10,000. I know that sounds high, but it's two lawyers and their staff all weekend, and it's a big application on Monday. That's how much these things cost. Remember, the government has unlimited lawyers on their side, paid for by your tax dollars. This really is David versus Goliath. Please go to LetUsReport.com. Help me raise the $10,000. This is about freedom of the press. It's about making the election campaign more fair, more democratic, more meaningful. And it's about Justin Trudeau's bizarre war on journalists that he seems to be getting away with during this campaign and that no one else is stopping him. Well, we're going to stop him on Monday. Please visit LetUsReport.com. Thanks. Trudeau, since your multiple use of blackface became an international scandal, Canada's international reputation has been irreparably harmed. Have you reached out to any African leaders or any leaders from the Middle East to apologize for your conduct? Canada will continue to engage in a positive, constructive way around the world, standing up for human rights, uh, engaging uh, with leaders right around the world, because we know that uh, promoting our values and uh, prosperity for everyone around the world is good for Canadians and creates better opportunities for everyone. So that didn't answer the question at all. Have you spoken to any African leaders or leaders from the Middle East to apologize for your personal conduct? Ikean RNN, have you, your campaign, or any other agents secured non-disclosure agreements from anyone about inappropriate sexual personal conduct? No. Uh, Follow-up, the 2001 yearbook from West Point Gray Academy says that you and convicted sex offender Christopher Ingboldson made a young student's, quote, life at WPGA a lot more interesting slash amusing, end quote. How did you two keep her amused? We were teachers. David Menzies, Rebel News. Um, Mr. Prime Minister, you left West Point Gray Academy in the middle of a term, which is highly unusual. It was a law firm that made this announcement, which is also highly unusual. Sir, can you tell us the real reason why you left so abruptly? And did it involve any kind of uh, sexual misconduct at the school? I wrote three pages on that in my autobiography. Uh, and it involved absolutely nothing of the sort of the rumors that you're trying to spread. Even so, Mr. Prime Minister, a follow-up question. Um, Why did so many teenage girls write uh, so passionately about you in the yearbook? Was there any connection to having a relationship with these girls or their mothers? I was a good teacher. Mr. Scheer, only 6% of Canadians indicate they want to see immigration increased, yet you are on board with the Trudeau Liberals' plan to increase immigration to 350,000 migrants per year. Why is that? I will ensure that our targets respond directly to the needs of our economy and our population. But, sir, I'm curious how you came to that number of 350,000. Many of these migrants are, of course, uh, family reunification uh, cases. They're not going to contribute to the economy. They're, in fact, going to take away from it. I'm just wondering, again, how did you come to this number? And are you just afraid to dispute Justin Trudeau when it comes to immigration numbers? Kean Bexie, Rebel Media. Justin Trudeau's platform says that he will ban certain speech on the internet, especially speech that is deemed, quote, hurtful. I'm wondering why you haven't been more vocal about any opposition to that, if you are opposed to that, uh, given uh, your primary campaign, you talk so much about free speech on university campuses. Why doesn't that apply to uh, the digital world? 
Hi, uh, Elizabeth May told me earlier today, and I think she spoke in the other debate uh, re uh, recently, that she wants the Alberta oil sands offline by, in a decade. What's the date that you want the Alberta oil sands offline? So what's your name? My name's Kian, I'm with RNN. You're with who? RNN. I'm gonna pass on the question, my friend. Okay, so I'll, do I get the follow-up then? Or are you just gonna pass on the question for- Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna answer it. Yeah. hard one or? No, I'm just not gonna answer your question. So, okay, Anyone else so can the, fo the follow-up I guess would be, uh, how do you have the moral authority to take the Alberta oil sands offline, given Alberta most just recently rejected your party in the largest democratic mandate that the province has ever seen? I'm not going to answer your question, but thanks. It's a hard one, hey? Yeah. Thanks, man. Ms. May, uh, David Menzies with uh, Rebel News. Ms. May, in 2015, you stated that convicted terrorist Omar Khadr had more class than the entire effing conservative cabinet under Stephen Harper. Do you still believe in 2019 that this convicted terrorist has more class than the entire conservative party under Andrew Scheer? Have you ever been to a press gallery dinner? Do you yes. understand the concept of it being ridiculous with lots of humor? I'm sorry, that's not a real question. Oh, sorry, if, if this was an attempt at humor, supplemental question, do you think that the widow and the fatherless children speeches? and the fatherless children of Christopher Spear, his murder victim, do you think they found that funny, Miss May? I'm Miss May, Kean Bexty, Rebel Media. Um, my question revolves around what you told me earlier today. You said you want to take the Alberta oil sands offline within a decade. I'm wondering how you have the moral authority to do that when your party isn't polling competitively in any riding in Alberta whatsoever. Uh, first of all, it's not news. If you'd paid any attention to our platform since May, you would have known that. Our plan is a phasing out of dependence on fossil fuels with a particular focus on uh, just transition for workers. We're very concerned about workers in the fossil fuel sector and the question of what we do next framed as moral authority has something to do with whether our generation has the moral authority to end human civilization within the lifetime of our children. Do you think that the Alberta oil sands are going to end civilization? I don't think you understand the science. I do. I, I have a Bachelor of Science in Energy Sciences and Energy Economics. <laughs> I understand Sorry. quite well. I don't want to laugh Hi, uh, Kian Bexty, Rebel News, right oh, here. Sorry. Uh, my question revolves around uh, journalism in Canada. Three journalists came to this uh, debate tonight, uh, but they weren't going to be let in, myself included. We had to apply for an emergency court injunction to be allowed to cover the one English debate that our Prime Minister took part in. What does that say about the state of journalism in Canada and the contempt that the Prime Minister currently has for journalists? It's a shame, you know, uh, we're a free democracy. We believe in freedom. I Keen Bexie, Rebel News. My question is uh, about uh, the $600 million media bailout. I'm wondering if you think, has that bailout compromised the coverage of this election? Uh, first of all, as you know, we will, we uh, won't give that money to uh, traditional media. Uh, I think it is not the role of the government to bail out media. I think the media must be independent from the government, not dependent from the government. And uh, we don't know if that will have an impact. Uh, maybe I'll let Canadians uh, decide on that. But for us, we want to be sure that our media will be independent. My follow-up on a separate topic is in regards to national defense. None of the debates that, ha the several debates debates that uh, the Prime Minister has participated in, they haven't really covered national defense. Are you bothered by that? Dave Menzies, Rebel News. Uh, Mr. Bernier, um, 
Mr. Shear did a press conference uh, a few days ago at the infamous Roxham Road crossing into Canada. He spoke about things like hiring extra border guards, uh, tightening the um, safe third country agreement with the US. And I think a lot of people who want more border security would applaud those. However, he didn't go as far as suggesting to build a wall or a fence. I'm curious, what is your position in that regard in terms of tightening up border security via a physical impediment to these illegal immigrants coming into Canada? Uh, first of all, as you know, uh, 45,000 of them crossed our border for the last two years. We must fix that. And Mr. Bernie, uh, second question uh, on a different subject. Um, as you know, the only reason why I am here, my colleague Kian Bexley is here, my friend Andrew Lawton with True North is here, is due to a federal court order that we got at the 11th hour on Monday. Uh, you, sir, were the only federal leader to tweet out your congratulations to that. I am curious, what, why do you think the other federal leaders uh, didn't have any comment to make about really a groundbreaking judgment when it comes to freedom of the press? It's very uh, sad that uh, they are not fighting for freedom of the press. And uh, so, you know, you're a journalist. Maybe uh, I like your question. Maybe I won't like your question. But your role is to ask tough questions.